My name is Faith Kutere, and today on Agri Talk Show, we are talking about sericulture. I am engaging Jared Lagarde from 51 Capital, an investment company that has ventured into silkworm farming in Soy, Wasingesho County. Now, Jared, I want to say thank you for agreeing to talk to me. Uh, first, I'd like you to tell us what is sericulture. So, sericulture actually is farming farming that is done, especially in terms of the silkworm. So this one, is, you are doing a farming because you want to produce more silk. So this farm is in two phases. There is the part whereby you plant the mulberry, which is the feed for the silkworms. There is the rearing of the silkworms and there is the production of the silk. So that process is called the sericulture. Yeah. So when did you start sericulture? Sericulture, we started at, uh, almost in late August. We started sericulture because what we wanted to do is that we wanted to first look for a piece of land where we can plant the, the mulberries. And since then, there have been progress because we have also sensitized some farmers to also take part in this journey of planting the mulberry so that we can buy, because we are anticipating by December, we shall start supplying the mulberry cages for the farmers who already have the, the food. Because these worms actually feed day and night. So without the, this food, it can be challenging for you to rear the, 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 the worms. Yeah. Okay, why sericulture, not any other type of farming? Yeah, we, we wanted to do sericulture mainly because we saw it in, in, in terms of market price. It is actually very profitable, and we, we, we saw as a company, let's do something different. Remember, the sericulture is not something that is mainly done in Kenya. But after assessing the the patterns whereby we can grow the mulberry, we saw these are plants that can be grown in all the, or every other part of the country, especially the, the cradle of, of farming, maybe Wasingishu, Kitale. So we saw in this need to diversify too the production of other crops like the mulberry. So as a company, we see it in the commercial side, and we also want to empower farmers to do in part of the mulberry farming. Does it require any expertise? It doesn't require any expertise, especially when you are doing farming. But the only part you may require some expertise is now the management of the worms. So for this management of the worms, we will be doing trainings. We shall train farmers on how they can take care of the worms. And we shall provide some of the machines, the cages, whereby the, the worms will be laying the eggs on. And uh, to achieve this, we'll be sending our technical team to these farmers to help them actually monitor their worms and also as we anticipate by maybe two years maybe the farmers will be doing on their own. Okay, I would like you to take us through the process of breeding, rearing to harvesting. Mm. So, uh, sericulture starts at the farm whereby you plant the mulberries mm -hmm. and after three months the mulberry plant is ready for harvest and we harvest the leaves only. These leaves will be now fed the worms. That The first part is the breeding. So, breeding the worms is is done in a, a small a small structure, maybe as 11 by 6 in structure like an house. Normally the floor is tiled and the, the walls actually have the wire mesh. So once these worms have been put in the cages, you now feed the, the worms with the mulberry. So the production for each worm takes up to 45 days. They start producing the silk thread. So once they have produced the thread, you can collect it in, in form of cocoons. Cocoons are small balls of this silk. So you'll be collecting them as a farmer and storing them in a, in a dry place. So once you have collected the cocoons, we have a bobby winder. Bobby winder is a, is a machine that in, helps you to unwind the thread now into, in, into a long thread. Then we shall, do, we shall take the thread, 
we do some dyeing, we'll dye maybe others orange, others, and we shall now, now select the quality, depending on the quality of the thread. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is when now you can start selling uh, uh, silkworms, depending, it's the silk, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the credings mm -hmm. that will be provided. So do you guys do the spinning? Yeah, we, we do the spin because currently you see in most farmers are, are this something new to the farmers. So we'll be doing them, we'll be doing the spinning to the farmers, but after some time, we hope these farmers can be able to do them on their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these worms only eat mulberry or there's something else that yeah. they can feed on? The, the worms that we are breeding mm -hmm. actually feed entirely on on mulberry, mm -hmm. the plant, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the, the bombix the actually, the, the one that we're bringing is called the bombix, mm -hmm. it only feeds on mulberry. Mm -hmm. Remember also in spider, produces silk, now that it is in small scale, yeah, but now for this one, we are doing mulberry, and the mulberry is their main source of food, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, now let us talk about the quality and the quantity of the silk that is produced. Mm -hmm. Actually, what really determines the quality and the quantity of the silk produced? Yeah. The, we'll start by the quantity, depending on the availability of the food, that is the mulberry, you can breed as many worms as you can, because one, uh, one acre of, of mulberry can feed up to 2,000 worms, so that is the quantity. So for the quality, the quality now mainly depends on the storage of these cocoons, I told you there is the cocoons, and also it depends on how your, your, your room is, because if, if, you, if the room is dumpy, you might find some of these threads actually are in, can easily break off from when doing the when unwinding them so the quality relies more on the feeding patterns and also how you store these cocoons so for a farmer who wants to venture into silicone farming yeah. how does he or she establish a silicone farm yes so what we normally do a farmer first will maybe will visit our offices we he can declare the piece of land that he has then we shall supply the farmer with the mulberry cuttings remember this one you plant them like just the, the way you are planting the the sugar cane mm -hmm. so once the farmer has planted the, the mulberries we can now procure uh, the worms for the farmer mm -hmm. depending on when the mulberries will be ready. So for a farmer, don't worry about the, maybe this one, mulberry is a drought resistant plant. So long as you have supplied some water during the initial stages, you may not actually have to water them depending on where you have planted them. Yeah, so for a region like Osingishu, this one you can plant any time of the year. So we have that in growing stage from the first month to third month. And from that month, we can now provide you with the silkworms. Okay, now where is the market? So the market, actually, we are doing this mainly for export. Remember other companies, maybe Rivertex are maybe that's, these are local textiles, but we are doing it mainly for exports, especially in places like India and China, are some of the biggest markets that we have established, and they, they want actually a good number of tons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe uh, for how long have you guys been exporting silk to these so countries? For silk, yeah. Yes. B before before then, as a company, we, we were buying the cocoons from from farmers who are doing, but they were small scale farmers. So we did it for one year. Then we were given in a supply of thirty in thirty thirty tons thirty thirty tons. So we saw as a company we may we may, we may not be able to supply all the tons. That's why we are incorporating farmers to meet this in the tonnage that we require. So we did for one year, but we saw it was it was expensive because we had to buy from the farmers who are doing on small scale. So in fact, others we had to 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 even buy from other people who are already doing these in the market. But for now, as a company, we hoping from next year. We can now supply our own silk. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how profitable is the venture? Yeah, the venture is actually very profitable because mm -hmm. if you can sell in 
you can sell it at 4500 depending on the quality then i can say it's profitable because an acre can give you around 40 kg of the the silk and selling it at 4000 or 3000 on the lower end you see it is okay more profitable and the good thing is that you'll get a consistent earning maybe on monthly basis or maybe after two months you've been encouraging farmers to venture into silkworm farming maybe what is the reason why many farmers are not doing this kind of farming the reason most farmers are not doing this kind of farming, people are quite skeptical about breeding worms. They think breeding worms is something out of their norm as a community. But some farmers who see it as an opportunity to make money are starting to embrace it because at least now they can see there is need to diversify our farming. Remember the market of maize has been going down over the years and we saw it let's have an alternative way where can we can sell some of the products we produce from the farm to external market. Yeah, but farmers have been skeptical but when we scheduled training for them we, we, we told them how it is done and even other farmers who are doing it before shared their testimonials. They have started now getting the courage to do so and with the support of the company we're hoping that most of them will, will venture into this kind of farming. Okay, you have introduced uh, sericulture and uh, soy Wasingisho County. Yes. How is the reception and how many farmers have embraced? So the reception is fairly good because we have uh, approximately 150 farmers who we supplied the seedlings to them. And in fact, last week we were, doing, we were going to the field to see how, how the, 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 the plants are doing. And we saw some of them even chose to plant them in other, other, other they did actually sprinkle the water for, for these in plants to, to grow very fast because they want to start making money as from December. So other farmers have gone overboard, grow them around the, the lake. Others are doing them in greenhouses because there's a farm around the soil there. He wanted actually to do it like just like the way he's doing for for tomatoes. So the farmers actually we have seen the effort for the farmers and we are hoping to to get more of them on board and even some of them have brought in the referrals to other farmers so we were waiting for them to clear maybe maize and wheat so that they can start planting this mulberry. Are there any challenges? Yeah, challenges is the first challenge is that these are new plants in the market maybe and I told you about the rearing of worms in especially in an African setup is something that may not be received well by many but with now trainings and uh, sensitizing these people on the on the necessity to have these plants or the worms we are seeing farmers are getting more on board another challenge now in comes when in planting remember that now is a dry season so when you talk of preparing land somebody is like no now i want to harvest my maize yeah so we are facing these challenges but we hope by next year maybe january we will now be able to do it more bigger. Disease SP is also a challenge because some of the herbicides may not be available in the local acrovates and we are thinking of doing, doing actually providing these herbicides to, to, to be affordable and be available in the local setup maybe from the aggravates of the farmers. Yeah, so that's the challenge. And then another challenge is, is when it comes to rearing of the worms, Remember, it requires actually intensive care because any time you mess up with the worms, they may die and actually we have invested heavily on them. Yeah. So, and how will a farmer know that maybe the worms are infested by pests or diseases? Yeah, any time you, the first um, thing that you'll notice is when the worms are not still feeding, you'll notice that they're infected with the diseases. Or if you notice that some worms are dying in large numbers, then you, you know there's a disease. So when that happens, you should actually notify us so that you can send somebody, a professional, to check the state of your worms and actually they will be able to provide solution. Okay, why would you encourage a farmer mm. to embrace silkworm farming? Uh, the first thing I would say is that in terms of money, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. You see, every, most people do do farming mainly for for money, <laughs> because without money, maybe life can be very hard. So, in terms of productivity, in terms of money, I would say let's go for this field, and also. Because you'll be having the good thing with mulberry or the silk farming is that you'll be having in regular income, unlike the maize plantation, maize planting whereby we wait for the whole year. Mm -hmm. So this one can sustain families. Remember, families also need to feed every other time. So instead of them going broke, they maybe with a sita and with a sabapo, life can be hard for them. So when they have this one, I can guarantee you that at least they can meet their needs and also they can sustain other other kind of family like dairy. Remember, these these cows need to be fed every time. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. And that is the end of Agri Talk Show. I've been your host, Faith Kutere.